you are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey folks, this is part two of my conversation with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. We get into the best contracts in baseball, including a couple from the Kansas City Royals. And as a reminder, we'll be back to our normal, serious, down-to-business baseball podcast uh, on Monday, where we talk about Chris Bubich and talk about the Royals roster projection to get things started. We're so close to opening day, 13 days away. So just take some time to enjoy the funnier side of baseball right now. With me and my pal, Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. All right, guys. Just before, just one more thing before we get into the positive stuff. I also have to talk about something that also is about the good of baseball, right? No, 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 Bill Barr this time, but the good of baseball. And I just had him on my podcast yesterday. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, get super nerdy up in this thing. You know what I mean? We have the podcast for you guys that is locked on MLB prospects hosted by minor league play-by-play voice extraordinaire, Mr. Aram Layton. It is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow from team focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up and comers in the game. Locked on MLB prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts. How'd I do that time? Rylan? It is fantastic. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. Again, I just commend you for doing this all in one take because <laughs> trust me, it's not the way that the bread is. The sausage is made over at Locked On Royals or Locked On Thunder. <laughs> uh, the sausage is made. You you, you introduce a new saying or something new to me every time we talk that I'm a big fan of. I, I love learning new things. But um, is do the Royals have a good farm system, by the way? They're all right, right? They're, they're hanging in there. Do they have a good form system? I'm offended that you asked this question, Abby. <laughs> they have the best form system in baseball. Bobby uh, Jr., a top 10 prospect mm-hmm. in all of baseball, who, by the way, just hit a double and scored in the spring training game we're watching right now in the midst of recording this. Bobby Witt Jr. is incredible. They have young arms on the farm. Daniel Lynch, Asa Lacey. They have all these guys down there. They have an, an amazing form system. I'm excited about the future. Well, I'm glad you're excited. Hey, it, it's it's really fun talking with Arab, and I'd recommend, of course, everybody seriously check out that podcast. This is the the non like I, it's so easy doing ads sometimes. By the way, it's so easy hyping other other podcasts because I really do love this network. Um, but let's spread some more love around. I feel like we've been fairly negative on this podcast talking about albatross contracts, which is very mean, especially for a lot of these guys that are just trying to make a living here in some way. But let's talk about from a team perspective some of the guys that have the most team-friendly deals. Is it good for them? Probably not. But what are some of the most team-friendly deals in baseball? I have a few, and hopefully you do as well. Um, let's start off with, I think, number one. Easily the best value deal, I think, currently in baseball right now. And I bet you know what I'm going to say. Shout out Dylan Short of Lockdown Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr. I mean... This guy is one of the one of the things I'm looking forward to, and I've said this a lot on the podcast, at least my podcast, um, quite a lot, is this might be the season where we really do see the official passing of the torch to the next generation of young superstars. And I think we have the trio. We have the trio of, you know, El Nino himself, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, who 
terrifies me. I, I've said this before. I think he is very scary as a man at the plate. I'm terrified at his on-base skills. And then Ronald Acuna Jr., who's a nice, another all-around great player. Um, what was his contract? Let me look it up real quick. He signed an eight-year, $100 million deal that will become a 10-year, $124 million deal if the Braves exercise two options at the end of the contract. I don't know about you, but that's clearly like the biggest bargain uh, price in baseball for a guy that might be one of the biggest stars in the league in a few years. Or if, or already. Yeah, that, that's a wonderful contract. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. You have another one? Want me to go? Is that it? <laughs> oh, you want me? To, I, I thought you were going to say some more words about that. Um, but uh, hey, yo, Acuna, I mean, how much can you say about Acuna? He's good. That's a good what point. Do you, what do you want me to do? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, and then my other ones are super homer picks. I'm going with for different reasons. I'm going with Blake Snell because I think that this is an ace quality guy who only has a few years left on his deal. And if he is that ace quality guy, he's won a Cy Young before. I think that's a really good contract. Helps the Padres a lot. This is a Homer pick, so call, feel free to call me out on my BS if you want. And then a little bit, I thought maybe to mention Mike Clevenger here, because if he comes back and is the regular Mike Clevenger, that's also yet again another discount to add to the rotation. What do you have, though, Riley? I want to I hear from you before we get to more. Yeah, so I think that this is a bit of a Homer pick, but I think that it's kind of just well-regarded around baseball that Whit Merrifield's on an amazing deal. He's on a four-year contract worth $16.2 million. And he's an elite hitter, and he can play almost every position on the field. He can play right field, which is where he's typically at nowadays, second base, third base. You know, he can play all the outfield positions, center field even, first base. He can play anywhere you want him to play while being an elite hitter. That cannot be stressed enough how elite he is at the plate. Uh, he doesn't have the home run record or anything like that, but he, he can do it all at the dish and get it done there. For $16 million, if you, like think about if I just offered his services to a baseball team in general for $16 million, what team would say no? He is so versatile and can play everywhere that he'd go to any team, any team in baseball could use him, literally any single one. He's that good. He's that elite. And he's playing for $16 million in this day and age where guys are getting hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the key thing with with Merrifield really is the versatility. The fact that he could play like a bunch of different positions. And do you think that the Royals are looking to trade him? Because there were like little mini little rumors that the Padres were interested last year, which I don't fully want to buy into because I've said a hundred times on the pod, AJ Peller is interested in anyone he thinks is good at baseball, i.e., like about 78 players in the league at all times he's interested in. So I don't always think that means too much, but do you think the Royals could be end up uh, moving him anywhere? Yeah, there were some talks about that with other teams too last year about moving with Merrifield. I think that it won't happen this year. I think that no matter if they're good or bad this year, it won't happen. And then you move on to 2022. And if you still are at the deadline of 2022 and you're not particularly good in Kansas city, which we all hope that they are good. That's kind of the year that they're targeting to be good is 2022 then you could start talking about moving him because at that point he has two point seven million dollars in twenty twenty two, and then he has a club option for six point five in twenty twenty three. So you'd gain two years of control for a thirty three and thirty four year old with Merrifield, who is again an elite hitter and versatile. And I, I just don't think he'll get moved because 
you have to bank on the Royals plan working out. And if the Royals plan works out, they'll be good for the rest of this contract where they start out really bad. Of course, they weren't good in 2020 or 2019, but they're starting to turn the page here in 2021. They'll be a respectable, hopefully a third place team or better. And then next year, they'll be really good. And then in 2023, they're hopefully going to be a championship level good or at least contending or at least a solidified playoff team good in 2023. And he'd still only be under control for $6.5 million. There's nothing to pay for the, the way that he plays baseball, but he's a very valuable player. I mean, look at Ben Zobrist. The Royals do not win that World mm-hmm. Series without Ben Zobrist. And the Cubs the next year do not win that World Series without Ben Zobrist. Like he, he's that kind of player and, and, and that versatility helps him a lot. And he's an even better hitter than Zobrist was. I think that he is one of the most team-friendly deals in all of baseball. Yeah, I think that that's a I think that's actually a pretty solid pick, even if it is a homer pick. I do agree. Uh, another one that I thought of, which might make Padres fans a little bit frustrated, but it's only for this year. Granted, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent afterwards. But Chris Taylor for seven point eight million, um, luxury tax salary six point seven. I actually think that's pretty good. That guy's a solid, another kind of versatile player who could play some good defense and batted really well for them back um, last season, twenty twenty. He was really good for them and. Unfortunately, gives me nightmares because of when he threw out Trent Grisham at home in one of their games. But he's very good. I think that that's a pretty good contract. I think to an extent, see, I don't want to bring up some of the young guy contracts because they 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 can't sign. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to bring up someone like yeah. Bellinger like just yet. going to be the MVP <laughs> in his first year. Of course, he's not going to be making a lot of money. That's yeah, true. like guys like that. Yeah, I think that you know it's it's their first year's Reese Hoskins you know what i mean is another one great on base guy uh like an, an average i think his on base percentage is something like 370 for his career he's great has good power um can i thought one more just one more homer pick that i don't think is that much of a homer pick go for it listen folks all right settle in for the, for this homer type pick salvador perez salvador really? perez he's Think of how okay. many catchers there are in baseball that are any good. How many good catchers are there? Mm-hmm. You have that number in your head. It's not very many. <laughs> so for the services of one of the few good catchers in baseball, he's an expiring contract worth $13 million. You're going to pay one of the best catchers in baseball, $13 million. Mm. That, that's a mm. very valuable deal whenever you can think of what? JT Ramuto? He's really good. Getting paid a lot more than that. Yeah. What what other great catchers are there out there besides Perez and Rilamuto? I mean, there's not that many. There really aren't that many. That's a great point. Um, Especially he hit last year. Last year was one of the best hitters in baseball. Which I don't think will happen this year, but I think he's better than Yasmani Grandal. I think that he's better than him. He's, and and Grandal is being paid a lot more than Perez. I disagree I, slightly, but okay. All right. Keep going. No, keep going. Keep going. Please keep going. Is he better than Gary Sanchez? Because yeah. that's we're yeah. all the way at Gary Sanchez now. So <laughs> I think he's better than old ass Buster Posey. Mm-hmm. And I think he's better than Yadier Merlina in this day and age. In the year of our Lord 2021, he's better than Yadier Merlina. So that you have you have two catchers ahead of him. You have JT, I assume, and Grandal. So for the third best catcher in baseball, in your opinion, you only owe him $13 million. That is a heck of a deal. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. I, I you, both of your picks being Homer picks speaks volumes to who you are as a man, Ryan. <laughs> no, if you ask, if you ask my, if you ask my audience, my audience thinks that I hate the Royals. They think that I'm just this incredibly negative, terrible person that I hate the Royals. I mean, all right, sure, yeah, okay. So it's all, all right. it's all about perception. You know, it's all about perspective. 
I'll allow it. The people, the listeners can make up their mind. You know what I mean? Because the listeners are the ones that matter. Last one I want to bring up that I forgot to bring up. I am ashamed that I hadn't jotted this down because I just I I got so caught up in Acuna's deal, obviously being the best. Jose Ramirez, a two-time silver slugger, was exceptional last year. I know that 2019 was bad, but Babip was really low. Uh, I think that there was just some bad luck there, and you know he got hurt. Was awesome last year. Um, four years. He's a, he becomes a free agent again in 2024. I'm looking at spot track right now. Four years, 26 million for Jose Ramirez. Can I interest you in four years, 26 million for Jose Ramirez, Riley? Absolutely, and I think that there's. I have two more that are not homer picks for the best contracts in baseball. Okay. After you're done. Well, yeah, I was just going to say Jose Ramirez. Uh, I think there's a case to be made that maybe him, Corey Seager, perhaps are the most underrated stars in baseball. I'd say um, th- those are the two that I would pick. Um, Jose Ramirez, uh, pretty good defensive player, all rounder, went really high in our fantasy draft, of course. Um, and I don't think people should let that one 2019 season where it was, it was just a lost season. It happens. Um, this guy has the potential to be a game changing piece. And I want to see how good he is this year. And then, it's going to be really exciting when he hits um, free agency. I know he'll be a little bit older. He'll be about 30, 31, but uh, great player, super all-around type player. I know that I think that the, was, they broke protocol recently. I think it was Jose Ramirez that did, unfortunately, for Cleveland um, in terms of the, the quarantine protocols, but one of the best contracts in baseball along with Acuna, in my opinion. Well, I mean, sticking to the Central, which I guess the Central is the only division that knows how to give out good deals because we've now mentioned two Royals and we're about to mention two White Sox. Can I interest you in the AL MVP for $16 mm. million? Mm. That's the average annual salary of the AL mm. MVP. $16 million mm. this year. And then he goes all the way up. Now, this is the MVP, folks, all the way up to a scorching hot $18 million next year. So I give you the MVP for two for two years, and the most you pay him is eighteen. That's a heck of a deal. Agreed, agreed. And Jose Ramirez, maybe he could also fit in that underrated stars of baseball. I mean, he, like you say, he just won the MVP last year. Really good player. Um, can't wait to see what the White Sox do this year. They're definitely going to make noise. But Rylan, do you have any last kind of little quick things that you're looking forward to for this 2020 season? Because I imagine we won't be talking for a little bit since we're not in the same division or even in the same league. Obviously. We'll make time. We'll make time. We'll make time. We'll make time. We always make time in some ways. But um, do you have any final thoughts before I let you go? Uh, well, before you really cut me off there, my last contract is uh, six years, $50 million, an average <laughs> annual salary of 8.3 for Luis Robert. White okay. Sox. Uh, yeah. He's really mm-hmm. good. He's on it's my awesome. fancy team, too. <laughs> He's yeah, great. I'm yeah. excited for him. I hate your fancy team, by the way, because you wouldn't trade me Benatendi unless you bent me over the barrel and showed me the 50 states. But either way. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, man, I couldn't do the other trade. What do you want from me? No, no, no. You know what? No, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're we're already over time. Sean's going to kill us, but it doesn't matter. Listen, (laughs) I want those of you in the audience right now, both audiences, Royals fans and Padres fans, tell me this trade, if you'd accept it or not. Okay. Now, first of all, I got to get the trade back because I I don't know this guy's name that I tried to trade out of the Emperor. So that might that might lean some things because I don't know the uh-huh, guy's name that I should uh-huh. trade him. Mm-hmm. Says a lot okay. now, doesn't it? Here you go. Austin Hayes, an outfielder for the Orioles, positional ranking 29. If you mm-hmm. do care about the rankings of, of fantasy baseball, at least on ESPN. This is a guy who 
was amazing for the Orioles last year. I didn't know existed him, but here's the kicker plus from Mel Reyes for four Andrew Benatendi, who's had two disastrous years. Andrew Benatendi has. So Javi would not agree to that deal until I shipped him, uh, uh Luriano. Who's the 17th best outfielder in baseball, mind you. Mm-hmm. According yeah. to ESPN. So he According absolutely got away with, with highway robbery in this deal because he just wanted to, to just mess up my team. Look, Rylan, here's the thing. Here's the thing that you're forgetting. As usual, you like subtracting context from things. That way you can prove <laughs> to be the victor in whatever debate is. It's, it's a proven strategy. Look at the state of the world, ladies and gentlemen. It is a proven strategy that works. But let me add that context for everybody, okay? In our league, and I talked about this with Gabrielle the other day about our podcast, oh, it's a 16-team... No, no, no. Yes, yes, I am bringing this up. It is a 16-team league, right? And one of the reasons me and Ben Kaspik of Lockdown Giants, who's a little bit of the co-commissioner, we decided, okay... If we keep the regular rosters how they usually are in standard ESPN things, we would be going to like pick number 470. That would mean we'd be getting guys like uh, the Padres equivalent. It's like Jorge Mateo is the type of guys you'd be drafting, right? You know, no disrespect to him, but bottom end of the bench type of players. So we decided let's limit this. All the good players should be gone by then anyway. So what happened is. We, we subtracted some of the outfield spots. There's only three outfield slots. And then there's one utility slot. I have J.D. Martinez on my team. So I yeah. would have no place to put Fran Milrez, who I would have loved, by the way. I, I really, I want to, of course, do I want Fran Milrez? Of course I want the Franimal. Are you kidding me? Of course I want the guy. But well, I didn't necessarily have a place spot. to put him. But I did not. We well, that's what, you, spot? that's what utility is for. Utility is for like anybody you want. We should have a designated DH spot. What are we, the the National League? <laughs> I mean, honestly, you raise a good point. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I this rest my case. On me. This Jerry, I rest my me. case. Look, man, I, I, I didn't see any of you. All right, I'm going to throw this out here. I didn't see any of you Cretans responding in the chat when asking about what do we think about the Raj stuff. Not a single peep from I a single person. I thought it was so explanatory that we weren't in the Stone Ages, that we weren't doing fantasy baseball on a kitchen napkin. That we'd have a DH spot in the year this of is, our Lord 2021. Mm-mm. This is disgraceful. It's I. There's nothing I despise more than people who do not take the action and then complain <laughs> that the results were not what they wanted. No, no, no. You were offered an opportunity. I'm getting upset. I'm taking off my, my, my snuggie that I wear. I'm getting upset. Look, did I potentially get away with highway robbery? Maybe. We don't know that for sure. That's why I like approving all trades in fantasy baseball, by the way. This won't be going through soon. My thing is, we don't know. What if Ron Lariano stinks? We don't know that. And what if Andrew Benatendi is what he was a few years ago? That's that's probably better than what Laureato gives you. But this idea, Rylan, that you had no that you were blind. So I asked everybody. I asked every. I'll pull up the receipts. I'll post them after this very podcast. Right? No, so you're gonna leak DMs them. now. You're gonna leak yeah. DMs. Oh, now. I'll okay. leak the DMs. I will leak the receipts, sir. This idea that you know, I'm just saying. You have to provide context, and not a single person really helped out except for Ben. I asked him. He said, yeah, I think this is about right. Should we have probably added the DH spot? I'll give you that. We probably should have. But 
no one brought that up. So I do not think I deserve nearly that much hate. I think I deserve maybe like 30% hate for that, uh, for the DH situation, because I also have played with the DH before as a position. And then it's just a little bit annoying, honestly. So whatever everyone wants to hate, they can hate bottom line. I can't wait to play in fancy baseball. Kick your ass. Wait, what do you think of my team name? Cause I changed it since you and uh, Gabby did that, that, that show. Gabriella did that show. What, what do you think about it? I don't even see. Let me see. I'm trying to see it. Now, now picture that my team has Brady Singer on it, though, before you read it. The Mass Singer. Brady Singer. Okay. Okay. Your Cy Young winner for the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> okay. Another thing, by the way, everybody, Riley wants to complain about teams. You know who his number one starting pitcher is? Jordan Montgomery. <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. Maybe you no. should have drafted better, my friend. Jesus. It's, it's Brad Keller now that I picked up on the waiver wire after the draft was over. Brad it's Keller owns in an astounding 4.9% of leagues. <laughs> That's plus plus 0.5%. So you went, you really did the go the ante of Connor Newcomb in our league. Connor Newcomb went all starting pitchers, all of them, and you just went all offense and all relief pitchers. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened last year in in the Lockdown Royals Fantasy League, which I'm thinking about restarting if you wanted to hop in. Mm -hmm. I went all starting pitchers. I had every ace of every team, and I sucked. It was a disaster. (laughs) I so I I decided to try the other way. I probably should have balanced it out instead of going one way or the other. Uh, but still, we'll see. As long as I beat you and don't finish last, I'm okay. I'm okay with whatever happens. Let the chips fall where they may. Honestly, that's fair. How that's fair. Who's going to be the first person though that it's evident that they're not caring at all about this year? That they're not even updating their lineups. They're not paying well, one bit of attention. And and I think that my prediction is is Nash Walker or Ryan Finkelstein. It's close. It's close, but I, here's the thing of, of Lockdown Twins and Lockdown Mets, respectively. But here's the thing. There is a grab bag of prizes on the line for this league. I know not everybody, probably because they don't check the damn group. They probably don't know that we basically all agreed on this. So I don't care if they don't check. If they finish last place, then they're going to be given that first place person all of the rewards. That for now will remain. A non, um, we won't reveal what the rewards are going to be. Um for now to all listeners but ryland this has been such a fun talk um even though you decide to go rogue at the end and try to frame me and slander me here on this podcast um last thing the one more thing okay all right yeah i want to congratulate us for making it to this point in the season we've been through a lot this last year as all of us have but we've Mm -hmm. had to figure out a way to talk about baseball every single day amidst Mm -hmm. the pandemic in a sport that does absolutely nothing, right? Nothing. That doesn't, that doesn't do a damn thing. Mm-hmm. And we've we've managed to get here. And for my audience, and for I'm sure yours as well, this is the final hurrah. This is our last kickback, just goofing off, stupid mm-hmm. little podcast we're going to produce. <laughs> because it's it's go time. Baseball season's here. I was I was planning out my shows. Javi, I don't know if you're aware of this, but after this podcast, we have eight more shows until opening day. There's a lot to get to. Really? Season pre- we have season previews. We need roster projections. Oh, my God. We need everything. We need opening day really? roster breakdowns. Eight more shows until opening day if you're going to go Monday through Friday. That's it. Oh, After my God. Oh, my <laughs> I God. A, I see a light bulb going off in your head. You have eight more <laughs> like, I didn't realize to get, that. To get all the preseason content in. So this is our last little goof-off podcast that we can afford because we've got to get this preseason content up. Yeah, Which we, we need this to re- definitely... reconvene next week. Yeah, this is a must listen to show too. (laughs) 
it's a, this was a must listen to show. How dare anyone accuse us of wasting an hour of their time by talking about almost <laughs> nothing? Because we're going to do it again <laughs> next week whenever we preview the entire NBC season. Yeah, yeah, maybe we, we might have to do that. We might have to do that. But uh, I'm saying, heck no. <laughs> uh, but uh seriously all seriousness uh rylan uh check out him at his podcast at uh lockdown royals and check out lockdown thunder he does a great job there he was just on locker room um earlier in the day at the time of this recording he was great on there too rylan's great one of my good friends at locked on everybody rylan styles javier reyes forever see you later bud <laughs>